Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the fourth Monday of the month, which means it's time for Goodbye Lupus with Dr. Brooke Goldner. But today she has a very special guest who I'm going to ask her to introduce. Nice to see you. And you're not wearing doctor clothes today. Yeah, I'm in mom mode. So, I, you know, right now I'm just, I'm here with, with the star of the show today. So when we talked about doing this show, one of the things you asked me was, can you kids come on sometime? So it is summer break. And I was like, I've all told him that, hey, you're coming on. So, yep. um, so it's always nice to get to, to introduce people to my kids and what they're up to. And Solomon is just doing so many cool things nowadays. So. Well, I can't wait to talk to you because Solomon has been on the show before because he was one yeah. of the youngest people I've ever had on the show and certainly one of the youngest people to ever write a book. But Dr. Goldner, you also have one son who I haven't met. So maybe he could come on in, yes. in, in August. Well, you would have a lot in common with him because he wants to be a vegan chef and he's already started collecting recipes. Like he made sugar-free cacao pancakes this weekend and all this stuff. Like he loves creating delicious food. So, uh, so yeah, I think you guys would get along really well. Well, maybe he could do a demo. And, you know, I remember when I met you, it was at some event at Los Angeles International Airport. You were actually pregnant, I believe, with Solomon. No, I, no, no, no. I had just given birth to Alex. I was wearing Alex the entire time he was a little baby and, and Solomon was off doing push-ups with the bodybuilders and stuff. He was uh, like three and a half. <laughs> uh, I remember that was great. Well, you look great in regular person's clothes, just so you know. And so Solomon, tell, tell us in case people didn't see the first time you were on, you know, show your book, tell us about it. And why does somebody who's 12 want to write a book? Well, this is the book right here, 50 Comebacks for Vegan Kids. And the reason I wrote it was Kids used to bother me and bully me like all the time for having a difference in diet. Kids will bully you for anything different. And I always had like a comeback to respond to them. So I decided to write this book so everyone can always have a comeback to respond to everything they say. Like every single comeback in this book is a real response I've used to like real things kids have said. And I love it so much. But Dr. Goldner, you're a doctor and, you know, you, you know a lot of things about why people do what they do. Why do kids bully? I mean, bullying has been around ever since people have been around, I would imagine. A thousand percent. Yeah, well, people will try to criticize others so they can ignore their message is one. So if what you're doing uh, is something that I realize is ethically better then I feel bad about myself. So if I can bring you down, I can comfort myself. Uh, and the other is, you know, I think bullies sometimes are really good at spotting brilliance and goodness in others. You think about the people who've been bullied the most are often the people out there doing amazing things in the world. And, uh, and so they kind of, are, they have a jealousy about that specialness because they've been treated poorly themselves. And so they'll bring you down so they can again, feel better about themselves. But the one thing about it is bullies look for people who are easy victims. And so I raise my kids to be willing and confident enough to say something back, because if they can you know, make you feel, make you cry, make you seem humiliated, make you cower, they're going to come back for more. So I always wanted them to be ready and confident to say something to end that conversation, because if they're intimidated that you're, you have a big mouth, uh, they'll back off. That's what got me through it. People tried to pick on me as a kid. My mom said it wasn't because I was different, but because I was adamant about it. Um, but, but I always just had, I might've been a skinny little kid, but I had a smart, I had a mouth on me that they no, don't mess with her. So so I raised them to do the same and Solomon holds his own for sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. I just can't imagine how hard it is being a kid today. So those that maybe bullied you, they, do they know that you're a published author now with a five-star rated book? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They always found out. That's and fantastic. I think that made me a lot more of a threat too. Like I'm a published like comeback kid. Why would they want to mess with the kid that literally has 50 comebacks like in a book? That's that's fantastic. It's a great book. You know, your mom told me that you have a like a ho- I don't know if it's a passion, a hobby, both of, of a Rubik's Cube, which I find oh. fascinating because I got one of those when they first came out, which I don't remember. What, maybe it was the 80s. And I, I, I've never been able to get any of the colors lined up. Why are you so interested in Rubik's Cubes? And what is the trick to not necessarily being able to solve it quickly like you do, but just to be able to solve it at all? Well, actually... Um, well, once you learn the method, you, for me, I find that you only really have to learn the method once. Actually, why well, do I, I, you I scramble it? You can scramble So it. tell her about the algorithms, how it's all. So yeah, most of the, most of the solving techniques are all algorithms. You'll recognize a case and put in the correct, and you'll perform the correct algorithm, which the, for me, they're all chained into muscle memory, but you'll, but when you're starting, you'll just have to like think of the moves and do them. So when, when, when he looks at this, he sees algorithms. So he'll look at it and go, okay, here are the moves that are necessary to get that back into the right pattern as quickly as possible, where the rest of us go, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, he, we just got back from a competition this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So what was your best, best time? I'm guessing they do it in time. Yeah. Yeah. They do it in times. My best, uh, my best time was I'm really happy with it. I managed to solve the cube in 14 seconds, which that even for me, that's like really good. Oh my God, I couldn't do it in 14 years, but I didn't realize there was like a science or an algorithm to it. I hope, I wish you could help me figure out the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> do you want to do it for us now? And we'll, I mean, do you feel, is, would it be too much pressure or do you want to try to uh, do it in, you know, in front of the audience right now? And I'll, I'll time you on my. Oh, uh, of course uh, I can do it like any time. <laughs> okay. Well, let me, let me get my time. Well, let, right. him, yeah, yeah. let him plan his out. First I need to look at it. So first I need to figure out how to make okay. like. A certain pattern of cross. Okay, you figure. Dr. Goldner, do you, have you ever solved a Rubik's cube? No, he keeps wanting me to want to learn, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I just like watching. I'll teach you any time. I know. Yeah. I, know. I would but, love to learn. I'd love to learn to juggle. There's so I can put the camera down on your hands a bit oh, so that okay. they can see. Because there we go. Is, right. is there just one Rubik's cube in the world, or are there are there variations? And when you do these competitions, I'm guessing everyone uses the same one. Um, well, every, well, there's like the, there, there's like different side events. There's different like events. There's the regular three by three cube. And we're, this isn't even like a Rubik's brand Rubik's cube. Those are actually like a lot slower than the newer ones. So everyone uses like different models and different brands. So it's like interesting to see, like some people solve better with this cube and some better with the other one. Nobody solves better with the Rubik's brand, unfortunately. That is but, so cool. So each cube, you can get one that's three dollars. You can get one that's eighty-five dollars, a hundred dollars, yeah. depending on how quickly it turns the magnets inside. And then there's all the different shapes and things. Yeah. So you know, he'll compete in like here's the, you know these different types of sizes and things that yeah. are all different from each other. So I think for people that say kids raised on a vegan oh, oh. diet have some kind of deficit, uh, probably can't, you know, they need to see you do this because I think you have to be pretty smart to be able to know what an algorithm is at your age and to be able to solve a Rubik's cube in 14 seconds. Can you see it or do I need to move the camera down? Are you able to see it? I can see his hands. And if you've been looking, Solomon, you tell me when you're ready and I'm going to push start. Well, I've just been looking at it and inspecting and I'm already when you are just count okay. down. 
Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on Chef AJ Live, we are going to try to go for the, not, maybe not the world record, but the Solomon Tadlock record of solving Yay. the Rubik's Cube. Ready and start. Dr. Golden, you need to talk or they're going to see me. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. So uh, I need to narrate to keep you on the big screen. Well, all right. Fingers are moving really quickly. All right. I just don't want to distract, but. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I can talk while doing this. <laughs> Well, of course, I'm messing up now that I'm talking, but whatever. So, okay, I'm just making sounds so we can keep them on the screen. Oh, there yeah, now it's finished. Unbelievable, 29 seconds. And I know you oh, probably- no. Oh, better. that's slow for him. Don't yeah, be- I messed a... up multiple times. It's the camera, it's the camera. No, listen, hey, under 30 seconds is incredible because I've never actually seen anybody do it that fast. And we know you can do it. It's much more nervous when you're, you know, we, we didn't know you were going to do this. But yeah, so thanks, Dr. Goldner, for giving the play. Yeah, I sent you that video over the weekend where he did it in 14. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you know, if you want, we can we can link to that to just say, you know, you know, maybe his hands were tired today. Who knows? You know? And so Mona wants to know, how old are you, Solomon? Oh, I'm 14 now. And you wrote the book when you were 12, though. Yeah, 12. Yeah. Is there, is there a, sometimes, you know, like, like I'm a chef and when I write recipe books, uh, people will say, this was my favorite recipe. Do people that read your book say, this was my favorite comeback? Actually, yes. Yes. Well, when we released the book, we ran like this, uh, we ran like this special promo where if you got the book on the release date or to like some date, uh, I'd send them a personal, a personal video of me like saying and performing their favorite comeback. So yeah, we got a ton of like people emailing us like with like their favorite comebacks. And it was amazing just to see like how many people liked different ones. That's cute. Can you remember some of them? I'm sure that one of the things that people, and you know, but sometimes people are, I, I mean, tell me if this is accurate with your friends or people at your school. Do you think sometimes they say things just out of, let's just say stupidity or lack of knowledge rather than bullying? Like where do oh, you, yeah. where, where you get your protein, Solomon? I mean, I have one of them that's all about stupidity even. Because like some people say, well, one thing that I got to before was, but humans are smarter. Shouldn't we have control? And I'll say back, well, apparently not all humans are smarter. That's one of the ones in the book too. <laughs> I just love your, I just wish you would, you know, teach other kids, Dr. Goldner and Solomon, how to have your, your level of confidence to fight bullying and just to, just to succeed in life. Do you have any idea at this young age, what you might want to do uh, for the rest of your life, like as a career? I can proudly say I have no idea. That's <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm, I can't decide when I'm only 14. So I'll, hopefully the interest will find me. Nice. Do you have favorite subjects in school right now though? Well, this one, it's my current favorite subject. It's kind of weird because I've always hated this one, but like this past year, I've learned to love math a lot. Well, like, I think it also like getting into Rubik's Cube helped that because it's very like mathematical. There's like, it's very mathematical and algorithmic, and so is like mathematics. Nice. I'm glad you're keeping your options open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he had a, he had a, I have to brag on you. He had a hundred average in math this year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. That was not my best subject. So, if you're 14, are you in eighth grade? Uh, I just graduated from eighth grade. Yes, and I'm very excited for high school next year. Oh, wow. So your high school starts at ninth grade. Okay. So depending on where you live, sometimes it sounds, sounds sooner. Wow. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that'll be interesting. Do any of your teachers know about your book and did you ever give it to them? Well, yeah. I mean, I gave my language arts teacher at the end of the school year a signed copy of my book. I bet that was her I'm first. Very proud that, uh, that one of her students cool. published a book. 
That is very, very cool. If you guys have any questions for Solomon, just type them in the chat, putting four question marks first. So do you like your brother's cooking? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, he's so talented Like when it comes to the cooking. I need to tell him that more often. It's like the things, he, it's all from his own head. Like I don't get, I don't get it really. Well, maybe There's it's time for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the Math measurements, measurements, like how certain things go together, make this thing, but I don't understand that. Maybe Fine. he can teach me. I think we have another book in the Tadlock family coming soon. Yeah. That I told is... him to save those recipes for sure. Write them down. Well, you were so kind, Dr. Goldner, to give me just a beautiful endorsement for my upcoming book. And one of the reasons I asked you is because you actually had made one of my recipes. I don't remember which which son's birthday was it. Was it? Solomon's birthday. Yes. He wanted. He was having friends over, over and he wanted, you know, the one way to make kids to convert people is delicious food. And he wanted a delicious vegan cake for his birthday. I said, all right, I'm used to making things a certain way. Let me just consult the expert. So I reached out to you and you gave me that idea. And that that peanut butter, oh, that peanut butter yeah, chocolate cheesecake, cheesecake yeah. concoction. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was yes. Well, oh, thank you. And you know, it was sweetened with just dates. There was no oil or flour or sugar or salt. And it's funny because one of the live viewers are saying, Solomon, do you ever eat sweets or sugary food? Well, occasionally, like for like certain holidays and stuff, we'll eat like sugary food, but we're, but we never like go away from anything. We never go away from veganism. Everything we eat that's like a dessert is vegan. And we don't even have desserts that often, do we? No, well, not during the week. We have recreational yeah. eating sometimes on the weekend, depending, but, um, but the yeah. majority day-to-day -day stuff, we don't really do much. You're like me. If something's too sweet, you actually don't like it. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, my kids were raw vegan their first year of life. So they really love the taste of raw vegetables and fruits and things. Yeah, yeah. But what artificial sweetener kind of grosses you out, at least I'm the same way. Yeah. You do know, though, that Solomon, that most kids aren't raised like you in terms of healthy eating, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the competition I went to, like, I got, I got, I didn't like go with them. I went with like another family and it's like just hanging around other families in general like you start to realize wow I'm I'm being raised like very differently and I really like it well you're kind of special you know yeah right? I guess so yeah I it's too bad that they don't understand and do you go to do you go to like public school or yes yes yeah because it's too bad that they don't understand that what what a person eats has any effect on their behavior and you know dr Furman would say even on their intelligence 100 it does yeah it, it's interesting because you know the sure's eyes so they've done research into alzheimer's and we were having lunch with them once and they said that they they believe that actually if a child is raised vegan it might optimize iq and you know they have a brilliant kid that's in college early and all that and uh obviously this kid and my other kid they are smarter than my husband and i together and we're decently smart, but these are, you know, and so it made me wonder, you know, really have we optimized there? Of course there's IQ, there's genetics, but I took a lot of omega-3s while pregnant. That's been shown to optimize IQ. They've eaten healthy diets their whole life. And, uh, you know, I was accused on uh, Fox news once by another doctor who thinks he's a carnivore that I'm giving my children brain damage by raising them vegan. Oh, and, no. uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just hard to even imagine uh, if this is brain damage, that uh, what would be optimal intelligence, but it's really just a shame feeding your kids well, fruits and vegetables. I mean, he came back kind of astonished. My friend doesn't drink water. He drinks sugary iced tea when he's thirsty, you know, just 
it's it just uh, for him, what's shocking is normal for everybody else, but it's a blessing to get to raise him that way. I was raised on the standard American diet and I was in kidney failure by 16. So it's uh, the greatest gift to me is to raise these kids healthy. And I'm so happy that I'm being raised this way too. Like, yeah, I don't know if I have a comment on it really. Like I, I've only recently been able to start comparing like how I'm raised differently. And I appreciate like what you do for me, mom. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. And, and, you know, I think more kids would appreciate it if they weren't already addicted to all the sugar, fat and salt and stuck in the pleasure trap, because, you know, it makes such a difference. And it seems um, unfair and sad that we have to defend our healthy diet when everybody eats, not everybody, but most people eat the standard American diet and they don't have to defend that in any way. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, that's something that I deal with a lot in my clients, too, where they'll say, their friend who's obese and diabetic is making fun of them for being too skinny as a plant-based person who has no longer, no longer has any arthritis or autoimmune disease. So a healthy plant-based person who successfully reversed disease is being made fun of by someone who's so sick and overweight, she would benefit greatly. But that's just, that's kind of that bullying. That's the same thing. It's just like adult bullying because it's like, I think Dr. Lai would say it has to do with loss of status because if you're healthy and if you're successful and they're not, the the only way they can feel better about themselves is to put you down. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Marion would like to know, Solomon, if you have a favorite meal. Favorite meal? Yeah. Uh, I really like eating beans and- uh, my grandma makes this really good soup with like tomato sauce and quinoa and like all, and tofu and stuff. And I like it a lot. The Instapot soup. Yep. And it's normal. We normally have a salad with it too. We always have salads. Yeah. Now, so your book, even though it was written by a kid, can adults use it too? Or do we need different comebacks when we're older? Well, I mean, I can't say myself, but I've got some reviews on Amazon of adults saying that it helped them so much too. And they're not only for kids. But since I'm not an adult yet, I don't know if I can confirm that. Right. Well, Sherry's saying that she thinks adults can also benefit from the use of the comebacks. So here is a question from Stephanie. Does your veganism cross over to other aspects of life, such as not wearing leather, for example? Oh, 100%, 100%. Because like veganism for health, like that's not really why I'm vegan because I've never really had health issues. Like when was the last time I had a cold? Was it like two? Two years old. Yeah. Yeah, So I do it more for the animals and the planet. And yeah, I don't want, I wouldn't want to wear like the skin of another animal. Like, uh, being raised this way your whole life, you realize how gross it is. Yeah. And like, they had to take a life just so I could wear a jacket that could have easily been made out of like uh, cotton or anything else. You know, it's great as Dr. Golder, you're supportive of this, but I know kids that are, that want to be like this, but they're, and they tell their parents the ethical concerns and their parents basically force them to eat and wear animals. And, you know, it's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I met a kid once like in, in like fifth grade, uh, he told me that he wanted, he agreed with what, like I, he agreed with what I was teaching and, uh, his parents, they didn't want him to be vegan, but he wanted to. So he told me that when he grows up, he wants to convert. And yeah, right now he can't uh, because his parents, uh-huh. they, because of like parents, he can't, but I know, but it's the fact that he wants to, and he's going to that. I really appreciate that. 
Yeah. And I think it makes it harder for anybody to wait, especially if they have like food addictions and depending on what they're eating, it make I think the earlier you do it, the easier it's going to be. Yeah, so I do. Based on that, there's a question from Susanna. Solomon, are, did any of your friends or do any of your friends, um, are they eating healthier just knowing you or knowing how you eat? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I like, I, I don't think, I'm not really sure like how to answer that one. Like, I, I have, I don't often like see what my other friends eat because normally I stay away and try to tune that all out. So I don't think I can really answer that one too well. And oh. right now parents are really in charge of eating. Yeah. When we go to someone's house, they always have vegan stuff oh, yeah. available for us. So maybe, maybe at that time, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's happening too much yet usually just say how much they're not eating well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's something. Okay, so another question for you. Um, yeah, and I kind of asked it, do you personally have a favorite comeback, asks Marianne. Well, I think I said this one last time, but it's the first comeback in the book and my favorite and the one that I use most often. So, oh, how about this? How about this? You say it to me and then I'll respond with the comeback. Okay, what, so, what do I say exactly? So, so say to me, aren't plants living just like animals? You're killing plants. Yes, Solomon. You know, plants are living too. You're killing plants. Well, yes, plants are living, but do they grow back? Yes. Do they have a nervous system? No. You should have paid more attention in science class. <laughs> that last part is my favorite part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little dig. That That is really a good one. That is, well, I, I don't know. I, you know, I have your book and I'm sorry I didn't bring it out, but do, do you ever get this one? It's like, well, if we didn't kill animals, there'd be too many of them. What are we supposed to do with all the animals running around? Oh yeah, I've, got, I've gotten that one before. <laughs> and like, but the thing is, it's such a dumb thing to say because we're like breeding animals just to kill them again. If we stop breeding them, nature would perfectly even out. Yeah, I'm not right. sure if I have the one in the book or not, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like nature animals didn't ever overcrowd. Yep, humans, absolutely. Only humans, <laughs> only humans, we're the only ones. Absolutely. Do you ever get like, but we need milk for calcium? Oh, oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, he has so many. So, um, the what I, what he did was every comeback is is listed in the table of contents so you can literally go to that one so you go oh god somebody just said something about calcium wait hold on hold on milk gives you calcium that's number 36 so number 36 so you know <laughs> you like find a lot of them on milk it's so it's if, if, if it's the same people that are bothering you you could just say number 27 you know don't even <laughs> Don't even say to him, they were like, number 27 in my book. Oh, you and then you could say, it. that is if you know how to read. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. That's a good one. Yeah, feel free to start handing it. books out to the bullies. Oh, my and goodness. I'll show you in the book. Um, you were asking about the calcium one. It's right here. And yeah, it says it's milk gives calcium and you don't drink milk, so you're calcium deficient. And then the comebacks right here, you can easily get the explanation. I made it simple, so it's really easy to get the explanation, the attack and comeback. And in the table of contents, we have all of the attacks. So if you're, so if you get an attack and you don't know the answer, you can just hold on a second, and find it. Yeah. One of his reviews said the person like brought it to family dinner. I think it was like Thanksgiving or something just to be ready, like at the table. 
<laughs> that is a great thing. It's a great that that's good. That's a, that's a great way to use it. Yeah, just just a minute. I got to look it up and then I'll tell you guys <laughs> or have it memorized. Here's a question from a live viewer. When you see fast foods or sugary foods that other people are consuming, do you ever want to eat it or do you ever feel left out? Oh, not for a second. No, I, I, if like a bunch of people were just like drinking straight poison, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like jealous of them. I would feel sorry for them because they're like, they're consuming all this poison and they don't even know it. Yep. Do you remember what you said to me when I uh, when I tried to give you the drugs talk about going to middle school? I was telling them, you're going to middle school, their kids might be using drugs. And what would you say? And, you know, yeah. how would you feel about peer pressure? Do you remember what you said to me? Well, it's like the same thing as being vegan, because they're all they're already they're already like drugging themselves with meat and dairy. And yeah. I'm already used to saying no to that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. growing up vegan, I'm used to saying no to peer pressure. It doesn't yeah. matter. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, I was thinking the same thing. They're already drugging themselves if they're eating the standard American diet. Oh, here's a question, I guess, for the whole family from Sherry. What's your favorite smoothie to make for the whole family? You make smoothies. Oh, I, I used to be the main smoothie uh, maker of the family. And I just really love just packing it with a lot of mango and pineapple. Like, of course, you do like I do. You do about three fourths of a blender full with like uh, greens and then I just add a lot of mango, frozen mango. It makes it really good. And bananas. You need ripe bananas. Yeah, because both of those are exceptionally creamy fruits as well. And cherries also make the smoothie take, taste kind of chocolatey, which that's also interesting. But I prefer just mango and uh, pineapple. Yum. And bananas. Can't forget the bananas. Yeah, it's so, you know, it's so it's so great because so many kids don't eat vegetables in general and, and greens specifically, but you were raised on them. I mean, your mom was probably drinking them when she was pregnant with you. Yeah, and he drank them out of a bottle starting at like five months old. <laughs> that's that's cute. People thought I was giving him moldy milk. <laughs> that is funny. How did you get interested in the Rubik's Cube? And when did you get interested in solving Rubik's Cubes quickly? Well, I think I saw someone like messing around with one once and I was like, oh, wait, what's that? And then mom was like, oh, it's a Rubik's Cube. And then like for Hanukkah that year, because we celebrate Hanukkah as a Jewish family, I was like, oh, can I have Rubik's Cubes? And I saw that for the same price, we could get like a three by three Rubik's Cube or like a set of a bunch of different ones. So I actually didn't start off using the regular Rubik's Cube and I started off with a variation, which we can grab here. Not this specific one, but this one's a variation called the Scoob. It bothers me that it's not. Oh, there we go. <laughs> wow. That's but it was during the pandemic. Yeah. Solomon so. can't be, he can't be bored. This kid has to do something. So during the pandemic, he started developing skills while homeschooled. So first he did uh, magic and then yeah. it was yo-yo tricks and then it went into cubes. So he's always he has to master something. And then if he starts it, he has to be the best at it. So he, yeah, yeah. he was always just... For a while, we saw him in the backyard looping yo-yos around, all yeah, yeah. and then now he's yeah. Now it's this. This one's definitely this hobby is definitely my favorite. This one might last for a while. Wow, that's great. Well, magic sounds really fun too. So Dave says, "What a young mensch!" And I'm curious when you have these Rubik cube competitions, like where did you go somewhere? Are these something that happens often? Are they televised? Oh, yeah, they happen like all the time. I don't think they're really televised. Maybe maybe like the World Championships, but. I'm not going all the way to South Korea for those, but yeah, they have been all like, like all over the place. I just went to Austin to do one and that's where I got the 14 second solve. How, how many people were there competing? Like 300. So I actually in 
the two by two cube, which it's like the same one, but smaller. I actually made semifinals. That's amazing. What is the world records as far as you know? And what was the fastest time in the competition? The world, oh, the world record was recently beaten by Max Park at, in like Long Beach. And he set a time of 3.14 seconds. It's not possible. He must it have like, he must have greased it. <laughs> it's, I, I don't understand him. He is. He's beyond what I can even comprehend. <laughs> that what was the what was the record at the competition you just participated in? I'm not sure. The results haven't got to the results haven't came in yet. Yeah. But do you have yeah. to do anything special to prepare, like massage your hands or rest your hands? Because it's really part part of it's the algorithm, but you have to have some dexterity too. Oh yeah. Are, are you saying as a warm-up before I start the solve? Yeah, like do you do anything to just make sure you have the dexterity needed? Well, the best way to do it is to just warm up by solving the cube. That's, I have like multiple of them. So like before I get ready for a solve, I'll bring another one with me so I can like, like do a and then get ready. That's great. Do you like to play games in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely like. Susanna wants to know, do you play chess by any chance? Um, not really. Like, I mean, in my school, there was a whole online chess craze. So I had to like learn how to play it, but I'm not good at it at all. You haven't put much time into it. No. Yeah. Diana would like to know, and you both can answer this from your perspective. How do you transition kids that are used to salty snacks? I haven't gotten that one before, actually. Like, I mean, I actually uh, don't worry about limiting salt too much because I usually am making people hydrated. Yeah. So for a lot of folks, the biggest damage from salt is coming from the fact that they're also dehydrated and they're straining their kidneys. So if we get them hydrated, that's important. And if, listen, if they're going from potato chips that are covered in grease to dehydrated kale chips that also have some salt on it, good. Now we've gotten rid of the grease, we're eating something that's more nutrient dense and it has some sodium, okay, increase the water too. Um, but I find that those are actually easier than the sugar because a lot of the kids that are sugar addicted, they can't even taste fruit. Like I baked oh, yeah. pears with Alex over the weekend while you were gone. Sorry, you didn't get Aww. any. Oh, I know. And we just baked the pear and put a little cinnamon on top. And it's so sweet. But yeah. when I was looking online to find the right temperature to bake it, every recipe said to put oil and sugar on them. But why would you put sugar on a pear? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so they can't it, even it, taste food. They can't taste fruit. So that's harder that they, they can't even taste natural sweetness for a while but the salty ones I can just transfer over like okay this crunchy thing for this healthier crunchy thing and that tends to be a bit easier I find the sweetness yeah. of the pear is already perfect oh yep yep sometimes they're hard though sometimes I've gotten a clunker now and then so when, I, when that happens I'll just roast it but yeah pears are incredible so uh Marianne says please say hi to Dr. G and Solomon from the March RR group and Anne Marie would like to know what are your favorite salad ingredients? Salad ingredient. I really like fruit. Like I don't normally use dressing on salads. I just like eating them with fruit and they add a lot of sweetness. There's yep. no need for like the sugary dressing if I have uh like chocolate like mango, pineapple mango. or mango yeah. or apples, apples. I really like apples. That's fantastic. Um, a different Susanna says, do you have any plans or any ideas for a second book? I've been thinking about it, but right now no plans have been made, but possibly in the future. I think my brother might be the next person to write a book. Yep. Or how to solve a Rubik's cube in 14 seconds or less. <laughs> 
I can't do it consistently in 14 seconds yet. So I'll work on that one. That's still pretty good. Were you nervous? I mean, that just sounds like you'd be so nervous to have to do it in a place like that. Well, yeah, but I, but it, what helps me is I'm not competing like for, to win. Cause I can't compete with the top people. I'm just, my only goal is to just do better than I did at the last competition. So that was my only goal. And just, I had for the 14 seconds solve, I had like really good luck on the scramble and I just, I just executed the, like, I just executed the correct algorithms and I was able to do it. You, he gets a personal record every time he competes though. Yeah. So he does good under pressure. He does really well with, with the pressure on him. I mean, do there's you, pressure on me right now. Oh no, this <laughs> is just me. We, we know each other. Do you do any like deep breathing or meditation to prepare for Cause the competition part sounds like the scariest part. Well, not really. I'm a, I'm a really competitive person. So like for me, nerves aren't much of an issue. Like I know that's an issue for other people, but personally, the way I work, it's just not. <laughs> adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. That's I run on pure adrenaline. On yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he did a speaking debut in front of 200 people last summer at the food is medicine conference. And he opened for me and he got the standing ovation before I got out there. It was so cool, but he was just on fire. He loves it. So yeah, adrenaline definitely fuels me. I can't get 14 seconds at home. I just want to clarify that. That what happened there was I was running on pure adrenaline and that was boosting me. That is very cool. You know, do, is there like a, a like you say you're 14, but is there like you're gonna zip open? There's like a grown up inside you because you're like you're like you have more wisdom than a lot of adults I've met. Let me tell I you. Hope not. Yeah. You hope not. Oh, I've it's seen too been many, an old soul. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen too many science fiction movies or I think about like Mission Impossible where like they take their mask off and they'd be uh, somebody else. He's actually a 50 year old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you do you watch a lot of TV or any kind of media? I don't know if I watch TV like that much. I don't I I don't know like how much I watch it compared to other people. I don't think I watch most it nights. Much. You don't watch it at all. Usually I'll call them in and say, Hey, do you want to watch a show with me right now? We're watching uh, star Trek, strange new worlds together. Yeah. But if we watch a show, we watch one episode a night just together. Um, but it, yeah, it's not, we don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not your thing. That's great. Do you like to read? Oh yeah. I like to read a lot. <laughs> And do you read it with your eyes? Because like, my, I, I, I love Audible because it's easier for me. Oh, yeah, I, I very much prefer to read with my eyes. Right. Nice. You know, nice. Me, personally, I, I find it difficult to like listen to audiobooks because I like seeing it in front. I like seeing it. I'm very visual. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I just fall asleep if I'm reading, but if I, I listen, like I'm on the bike. Oh, not that you have to like formally exercise. Cause I'm guessing you're active, but do you like to do any sports or any type of exercise? This is my sport, but I don't, <laughs> that's only for your fingers. What are you doing with the rest of your body? Oh, well, we, we, we like every morning, we drop in the mornings together. Asking how's the spelling. Oh, that's so, right. You were doing do uh, this guy, he didn't compete this year. Oh, you, you didn't I get did. to, did you? No, I did compete, but I just didn't do too well. I didn't really practice for it. That's right. You didn't study this year. Yeah. Yeah. And she wants to know, where do you find or choose new games? Like games, like what kinds of games? Like these puzzles? Like the uh, cube I, I, I don't know. That's, she just said new games. Yeah. You need to be more specific in your questions, <laughs> please. <Okay. laughs> well, thank you. Well, how do you um, find your, your new things? How do you, how'd you come up with? Like cubing? Well, a lot of, well, when I, 
to get inspired to like learn something new I'll see someone else do something and I'm like oh wait that's really cool I want to learn how to do that so then I'll just like I'll just dedicate like uh many many hours into it until I can do it pretty well nice well that's just that's good advice for anything that any people people do people give up too quickly before they reach their goals whether it's weight loss or solving a rubik's cube so consistency so melissa saying i love seeing solomon and his mom his brain is a testament to the power of green smoothies <laughs> yep catherine says do you eat soy meatless products oh sometimes yeah i eat a lot of tofu i really like tofu yeah, that stuff is more like the recreational foods if we eat out or something. Yeah. But yeah, usually daily something with tofu is more like it. I'll just open up a block of tofu and just eat the whole thing right there. Wow. And you eat, you eat it plain or do you eat it like in, in something or with something? I'll like put soy sauce on it and that's about it. See, salt isn't bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not just the salt. It's the way that they're eating. It's what they're eating the salt on, you know, like yeah. the Fritos yeah, and gorgeous. the Fritos and the Doritos. That's, I think, the problem. All the Eatos, no good. Yeah, anything that ends <laughs> in Edo. Um, Kat, Marianne says, can you make kale chips in an air fryer? I have I never so. done it. I do it in a dehydrator. You could, I, but I dehydrate it. But yeah, you totally could air fry them. Yeah, I just wonder if it's temperature, it would have to be pretty low, though, because, it, it, you know, a dehydrator doesn't go above 165. Can you get that low in an air fryer? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That would crisp up quickly. You get less nutrients, though. But if you're just looking for something quick and dirty that you could do for a snack, but it's there. Yeah, Someone's probably. Done it. <laughs> just, uh, just be careful about burning. Let me see. Uh uh, Darlene says, I never thought of that before, adding fruit to salads without any dressing. You know, I started doing that like when I was traveling because at Whole Foods, I couldn't find a, you know, a dressing without oil. And so I would just put like some grapes or some wet fruit on and it was really good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I love putting grapes on them, apples and tomatoes also work. Grapefruit. Oh, yeah. Putting that out there, tomatoes are fruit. Absolutely. But they work like veggies in cooking. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the viewers is saying, my vegan since day one teen girl is often subject to bullying that she has an eating disorder when she's a great eater and offers to help those who do have those or are overweight, but she's upset. Any advice for this young lady? Well, I'd say like, just keep, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, uh, you're, if you're like, like vegan since day one, that's, that's actually really impressive. So yeah, keep going, stay strong. Yeah. Like, I can't really give much advice for eating disorders, but I know mom might be more. Uh, <laughs> mom. Yeah. And what I always tell, I have a lot of patients, unfortunately, that are Salman's age or younger that are sick. And the advice I give them would help with her too, is that in order to be a leader and make the world better, you also have to be different. You can't blend in with everybody else. And make the world better. So if they're picking on you, if you're different, that also means that you might be a superhero one day that's going to make the world better. And you got to embrace that. And people either love you or not like you. It's not your job to, to make the people who don't like you like you. You're just not their flavor, right? So you just got to find the folks that support you and let go of trying to impress the ones that don't. But yeah, they'll, they'll always come after you for something. But if you yeah. just stay strong, this kid, it's hard not to like this kid. He really, they, they can't, 
even what at middle school, these, those two kids tried to bully you the first day and then oh, they just yeah. stopped. They, they, just, they ah. just gave up. And they started asking you for help with the homework. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, Susanna saying you writing about your experiences growing up vegan and thoughts and perspectives on animal welfare is one reason why everyone should consider veganism. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. And somebody's saying, how do you choose your hair colors? Oh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a science to it. I just, what have I not done yet? Okay, I'll do that. He was pink for the last day of yeah. school, but it now it faded to blonde. It faded out and I'm, I'm liking the blonde right now, so I'll keep it for now. Nice. Um, it, this might be too personal, but they're asking if you have a girlfriend. <sighs> Oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> oh, maybe you made a blush. To... I don't know if you can see the blush. Yeah. Oh, I can you... see it. I can see it. But maybe they want to fix you up with their kid. Or you have a girlfriend? No, no. Okay. Sorry if that was too personal. I've, got, I've gotten offers, but I haven't taken anything too serious. <laughs> um, I think you kind of answered this, but maybe she joined late. Diana, what is your favorite foods? We know you love tofu. Oh, well, yeah. I... Tofu is definitely one of them. I love apples. Anytime I'll just take out an apple and eat it. Uh, or three or four <laughs> in a row. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also bananas. Well, yeah, and bananas I have a problem with bananas. I love bananas, but they change so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how, when do you eat your banana? Because I only like it like for this one day window where it's not too green and not too spotted. There's like one day. Well, I'm. I'm not really that picky when it comes to bananas. If it's a banana, I'm going to eat it. And you can't, you can't hold me back from eating that banana. <laughs> That's funny. When you said apples, do you have favorite apples? Because I love like the Envy, the Gala, the Opal, but I'm not crazy about the green ones too much. Um, I like, I, I like all apples. I really like Honeycrisp and Gala apples. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I will eat any apple. Even the green ones, I don't mind. When I was pregnant with him, I had to eat all these apples and I don't even like apples. And then the moment he was born, I was like, okay, I can be done with apples. This kid, man, he just, he's always loved apples. That's (laughs) funny. Well, you know what? I have the best apple pie recipe. I'm going to, it's from the book. I'll send it to you maybe next Next time you make him something or the family, you'll love it. It's just, you know, it's completely whole foods, no oil. You know, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite ones. So I just remind me and I'll get that. Send it to Alex. I think, yeah, I think you'll like it. Uh, Stephanie wants to know, are there any vegetables that you dislike? Uh, Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't like artichoke that much. I know a lot of people really like it, but it's just not for me. That's funny. That's one of my favorites because it's um they take a long time to eat and I like the I like the process, you know. So many people have like told me it's their favorite, but I it's just it's okay. I'm weird. It's okay. They are labor intensive, I will tell you that, because you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta work, you know. Yep. Yeah. So um uh, Rich is saying his air fryer goes down to 170. So that would probably be the best I would recommend if somebody's going to do a kale chip because you know they could they could burn at a higher temperature, I'm thinking. But let's see. Are there any fruits or well, okay, so are there any fruits you don't like? Because we know that artichoke is not your favorite, but is there a fruit you don't like? I don't think so. If it exists, I'm going to eat it. And if it's a fruit. Cool. Have you ever had any one of those really exotic fruits? Like somebody once shipped them to me from Miami fruit. Like um, it's called egg fruit or canistel or may may sapote. They like actually taste like pumpkin pie. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea, but that sounds great. 
Yeah, really, really cool. I love it. Um, do you like to travel and what where are some of the best places you've been? Um, I, I actually I do really like to travel. Uh, we went to Galveston recently, like to the beach, and that was really cool. But I'll go anywhere if it's with family. Oh, that's do you have any pets? Um, does a brother count? Well, it depends on, depends if you keep them on a leash or not, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so I guess it doesn't count. No, other than that, no. Do you ever want to get like a dog or a cat? Oh, oh yes, yes. I I would love to like uh, rescue a cat. Oh, that'd be great. So, yeah, I think pets are so great. Do you ever get to see anybody else's pets? Oh, yeah. When we go at our boot camp at boot camp no, boot camp there's this one cat named bandit and he always watches us work out like what are you guys doing <laughs> that's so cute I've always wanted to get a cat too my husband won't let me but I uh, do have a dog so yeah that's my cool. dad's allergic so oh your dad's allergic to dogs and, and cats cats oh, dogs but... cats and messes so it just kind of rules it all out <laughs> what about like a hypoallergenic one like my dog bailey like that's even not not good when they work for him messes yeah. he's also allergic to messes oh wow good, good thing <laughs> he's not good thing he's not over here then all right <laughs> something oh my goodness let me see if there's any more questions i keep posting a link to the book if people want to get it people say you're very funny you're very personable oh um what is your Susie wants to know what's your favorite school subject I thought I answered this one already yeah well, you know what you know what happens is sometimes people join a little oh, bit oh that's a good point and, and so we're just testing you to see if you if your memory is still intact oh oh, yeah, oh no just, what did I say yeah my favorite's like math at the moment yeah I did. you get the award for this year oh yeah and I also like computer science a lot I just I took it in eighth grade and at the end of the year, I got the award for best computer science student in the school. Wow, well, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, very happy about that. Now, I know you can't decide yet what you're going to choose as a career growing up. Have you ever thought about if you want to go to college and like which one? Uh, yeah, I've thought about that. I think I, I think I know what I, where I want to go. And where is it? Oh, it's the same place where both of my parents went. I definitely want to go to Carnegie Mellon University. Oh. Do you know that I was accepted there and I decided to get married instead? I mean, I still went oh. to college, but it, it was really funny because I was accepted there. And my one of my teachers, I wanted to actually, because people don't know this about me, like really what I wanted to be was like an, a comedian. And uh, that's why I do stand up every minute that I'm not here or improv. But my acting teacher from my whole life was a professor at Carnegie Mellon. So I applied there and it took a long time for them to tell me that I was accepted. And my, my brother lived in Pittsburgh. He had a condo for me. But then I met my husband and I had to decide, do I stay in L.A.? And then it turned up, you know, I think I made the right decision, but it's a great school is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I want to go there for a computer science. So like, I'll, like my computer science teacher already thinks like I'm great. That's why she gave me the award. So I think maybe I can continue pursuing it. They have a great museum in Pittsburgh. It's it's a, it's a science museum. I think it's actually called the Carnegie Mellon Science Museum. Have you been there? It's fantastic. Uh, no, I haven't. That sounds really cool. I've been Have to the seen? science museum. I don't think it's oh. a CMU museum. unless. Okay. It's but it's it's called something. But there is. I just remember there being a. There, it's, it's if you ever get a chance, that and the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago are. If you like science, they're really really fun. Okay, we'll have to check it out at some point. I do really like science. I told him he can go anywhere he wants. But when he was like seven, we went to Carnegie Mellon when we were in Pittsburgh, and he went into the different rooms. He went, oh, I've got to go to this nerd school, and so it was just. Uh, 
yeah, daddy and, daddy and I are nerds and he just, he felt the joy of being there. It's a pretty cool place. It's just the atmosphere is great. There's a question. How do you like living with your grandmother and how does she like living with you? Oh, we love having granny here. She's amazing. Like, <laughs> does she, does she do anything like Rubik's cubes or cooking? Uh, well, she makes, the, I, like I mentioned earlier, like she makes this amazing soup that we often eat, like with salad and yeah, she does all sorts of things. I don't think I can even name ev- like everything she does. We love having her here and I hope she likes staying here. Oh, these well, two, they, they are, they are best of friends. The two of them, they're always uh, snuggled up doing something, talking together. Yeah. It's, it's great. My grandmother was the best friend of my life and I wanted to make sure my kids had that ability, that experience too. So it's been great, but she helps a lot. She, she delivered my smoothie. Yeah. Solomon used to have to make the smoothies every day during summer break, but now he's off the hook. His grandma does. <laughs> nice. Uh, here's um, this might be an inside question joke from somebody named Nor Norair. Are you anything like your dad when food is at the table? I'd, I'd like to say so. <laughs> I, I will, if I'm still, if I still have room left, I will not hesitate to finish someone else's dish if they offer. Nice. And how do you balance school, work, and fun? Well, school always comes first for me because like right now, right now, like I'm still developing and school is, I just love school so much. I, I know a lot of people don't like it, but Personally, I really like going to school. And then after that comes work, of course, and then fun. And I, I always have room for fun. Yeah, fun's really important. Uh, so Deb points out that it's called the Carnegie Science Center. Ah, well, yeah, I mean, my fun is... <laughs> Which he's in the Rubik's Cube Club at school, you know, yeah. so he's, he combines it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. We could, and- you Anything like um, artistic, like any kind of arts and crafts, painting, anything like that? Uh, does playing guitar count? Because the next question was musical instrument. Sure, it counts. That's artistic. Yeah, I played the electric guitar too. Wow, you are really. I do. You even do you have a time to sleep with your busy schedule? I don't. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I I always sleep, but I'll find the time to do each thing. Nice. Well, yeah, maybe you could just write a book on time management, how you get it all done. People are saying what a brilliant young man, you're so wise, and that you appreciate your grandmother. And when Darby wants to know when is your, when is your new cookbook coming out, Dr. Goldner? Oh, oh, so uh, this summer right now it is with the designer. So we're kind of waiting. She's putting all the pictures together and making all the fonts and all those things. So as soon as I get it back from her, then it's final editor. So I can't say until I get it back, but it is going to be this summer. So um, I believe me, I will announce it everywhere as soon as I, as soon as I know. So just make sure you follow me and we will. I thought they were asking you and I went, wait, he does yeah, not no. have a, he, he can do the eat book, but yeah, not the cook. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can make a tutorial on how to eat everything in her recipe book. That's cool. I think you're scheduled back to come on all the, all the regulars on Chef AJ Live, all 28 are getting July off for good behavior. I believe you're scheduled back on, on August 28th. So hopefully it'll be out by then. I hope so. Yeah. Like I said, now I'm waiting. You know how it is, Jeff AJ. Like when you're, oh, you, you know, you do your part and then it's kind of a relief that it's someone else's headache for a little bit and then they'll come back. And so, yeah. So as soon as I get it back, I, I, I just messaged her actually for updates. So we'll see. Nice. Uh, Charles wants to know, what's your favorite song to play on the electric guitar? 
oh I don't think I can pick one like I I love playing anything by the Beatles like they're really nice and it's really hard to pick because there's just so many things I like playing I like the one that you played me for my birthday that I asked you for what was that called I don't, I don't even remember it was a theme to a tv show and I can't think of it now but it was a really hard rock song and, and yeah. he learned it for me it was so fun that's my favorite gift is my my other son's a singer so just pl- sing me a song or play me a song and I'm a happy mama you know wow that's very that saves you a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> I'm easy to please that way <laughs> I'm just kidding um somebody's asking if you ever do a what I eat in a day video Solomon oh I have asked you to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I made, I, I got all the clips for one at one point, but then I think I just never ended up posting it. Maybe I'll, well, I think what I've, eat, well, what I've eaten like has changed since then. So maybe I'll make an updated one and yeah. one of those. No, that yeah. is the most requested thing. Yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. Do yeah. you have a social media presence or a website or a way for people to follow yeah. you? Well, I mean, there's always there's my Instagram like at Solomon Tadlock. I don't post on there much anymore but maybe I should start well yeah, yeah why don't you tell yeah they're not going to go there otherwise why don't you commit to it over the summer this is one thing see he's too busy rubixing and I'm like social media yeah. posts I think what you eat in a day would be great okay and your rubik solves I bet people would like to see those yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. would well, if you want give me the link and I'll put it in the in the show notes if people but want to yeah yeah my yeah we have a website salmontadlock.com and I have like an Instagram uh and Facebook yeah. So Dr. Bolden, if you wouldn't mind after the show emailing those so I can put them in the chat in the show notes, that would be great. Because we also have and he's at Solomon Tadlock on okay. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So if you just look up my name, you can find me. Nice. Well, Dave says it's even more impressive that you're a Beatles fan. Oh, oh. <laughs> I yeah. like good music. What yeah. can I are you seeing any of the summer blockbuster movies this summer or do you go to the movies much? Oh, uh, we go sometimes, but yeah, I always love going to the movies and uh, there are some that I do want to see in the theaters, like the new Spider-Man. Nice. I haven't seen that one yet. Nice. Well, it's sure fun catching up with you when you have your next book out. Let me know so we can uh, do another one of these. When? Okay. Yeah. And- give you an assignment. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say if, I said when, and we'd like your brother or your grandmother or both to come on the next time. Um, oh, grandma's not doing it. Wait, wait, is grandma's name Regina? Regina. Regina, sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Well, she says she, she's watching and she put a big oh. red heart and she said she's making soup right now. Oh, oh, yay. <laughs> she doesn't say anything, but she will not get in front of a camera. So that that okay. is okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. People are asking you to, to post your food on Instagram to inspire people. Well, this was just so much fun. Thank you so much, Solomon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You know, really has. And thank you, Dr. Goldner, for having Solomon so that I could have him on the show. We look forward to have you come back in August. Okay. 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 All, All right. right. Th- All thank right. you well, guys. I'll see you then. Have a great summer. And yeah. thanks everybody for joining yep. us. It's always thank fun you so to much share. Yep. And we'll see you in August. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time when Eileen Kapsafis, our plant-based physical therapist, will be talking about the causes of unknown shoulder pain. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.